Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. And welcome back everybody, Bob Stoffer. Joining you with their engineer, Bill Karen Bellis. We are here at the United Center. The Edmonton Oilers and the Chicago Blackhawks live tonight on 6.30. Chad, 6.30. Chad, the play-by-play voice of both the Edmonton Oilers and the Edmonton Elks. Uh, we will tell you that the uh, second hour of Oilers now is brought to you by our title sponsor, World of Spas. Some guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse, whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night in the town. Every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. Tell Brendan, Chris, and Chef Eltaf that Oilers now sent you. Roos Chris is open Tuesday uh, through Sunday from 5 p.m. until close. And a reminder that you can join New West Travel on an exclusive road trip to Dallas this April to watch the Oilers play the Stars. Now, we will mention this is the third trip we've done this year. We sold out the first two, first one in Nashville to launch the Oilers road sked. Uh, and then the second trip is going to take place this Saturday in Montreal. We sold out two suites for that game. Your Dallas package includes airfare, four nights deluxe hotel. This is in April. Great game ticket. We're going to do two welcome receptions, one in Edmonton and then one in the Lone Star State. Complete your trip with an optional AT&T Stadium tour and a National League baseball game. Everything's bigger in Texas, including this road trip that's already starting to fill up. You can reach out to newwesttravel.com. All right, let's get to it. It is Edmonton Oilers General Manager Ken Holland. He's our Oilers now headliner today for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Travis and Trent and the staff at Wilhawk. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Here's Ken Holland. Ken, uh, the Edmonton Oilers uh, on a seven-game winning streak. This after you had an eight-game winning streak under uh, Chris Knobloch and Paul Coffey here. Uh, you're in Chicago. It's about two months away from the trade deadline. The obvious question is, does winning take a little, not, not, not that it stops the work being done, but does it take a little bit of the pressure away in the here and now? Well, first off, I would say to you that I thought that the two wins in New York right before Christmas were huge wins. We had, we had that eight-game winning streak, and then we had lost three in a row. We were going into New Jersey. We were down by a goal, and we found a way to win that game in the third period. And the next night, we go into New York. We're down by a goal. These are two real hockey teams, both the, you know, two, two what I consider legitimate Stanley Cup contenders, and we found ways to win in the third period. And all of a sudden, we've that's been sort of the, from the three-game losing streak back to a seven-game winning streak. So I kind of look at those two games as being critical and sort of uh, you know the turnaround to our uh, to our season and uh, obviously what the winning when you win you get a real a better assessment of your team it's hard to get an assessment on your team when you're two nine and one and you know so now we've got more people playing we're playing a, a, a real good team game um, we're getting lots of contributions up and down the the lineup and certainly as you go along you continue to uh, to watch um, you know I'm gonna obviously start phones are starting to ring a little bit and it's, you know this month 
all 32 teams are going to have their pro scouting meetings and as you go into your pro scouting meetings you know you like to have some conversations maybe not with 31 teams but you like to have some conversations with some some of the managers to get an ideas idea of what they might be thinking certainly there's some teams that probably can feel that they're going to be buyers for sure there's probably a third of the league that are on the bubble and they're not sure what direction they're going to go because there's so many teams so uh, so close but but certainly the winning streak the 15 and 3 run here is uh, allowed us to get a better feel for what our team is is, is all about and what uh, um, what I think and, and my staff thinks uh, Jeff Jackson and uh, Keith Gretzky and Bill Scott and, and Brad Holland and you know what what we think that uh, we might like to do all right so one of the things that's happened here I have a theory that good teams can transition the puck up the middle of the ice and you're you know we, we've seen Darnell Nurse make plays that he hadn't been making for Bouchard could always transition the puck and make plays but do you think your defense has looked different and I don't want to disparage anybody that was here before has it looked different and Knobloch plays a different style he plays a modified zone and his teams use the middle of the ice do they look different now than they did certainly when the team was 2-9-1 yeah, I mean, we were, you know, first off, Bob, we were reeling. I don't, I don't, I mean, we come into the year with great hopes. I mean, obviously, we had 108 points last year. We had lost in the second round to the Stan- the team that went on to win the Stanley Cup, and um, and and uh, all of a sudden you're two nine and one, and you know, sat at the press conference where we made the coaching change and felt that uh, we had to do something because. Uh, our team was underachieving. You know, Jay Woodcroft and Dave Manson did a great job for this organization two years ago when we were reeling and got us into the playoffs and went to the Final Four and followed up last year with a... And then, uh, obviously, you know, when you look at where our team is in terms of their age, we just felt... Uh, we, Jeff Jackson and I talked, we just felt that uh, um, needed to make a change. And I think that since we've made the change under Chris Knobloch and Paul Coffey... Um, you know, I think that, you know, is it a coaching change? Certainly the penalty killing has been a big story for yes. us. We've done it. And, uh, um, and, then, and then I think that in terms of getting the puck from the D to the, to the, to the forwards, um, you know, is it a philosophy change? Is it that we've started to win some games and they're no more relaxed? Uh, probably a combination of both. But I certainly think that uh, Darnell Nurse is probably playing as good a hockey as I've seen him here. And he had a great year last year. He had 40 points and was plus 25 or 26 and plays 23, 24 minutes every night against the other team's best players. But I think he's 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 had a great year. Bush has obviously had a phenomenal year. He's one of the top five leading scoring defensemen in the National Hockey League. And, you know, I think, you know some growth in Vinny DeHernay. Now he's playing 60, you know, he's 60, 65 games in the NHL. He's starting to play more games and get more comfortable. I think Cody Cece's playing solid. So as we speak here today, between the coaching change and, 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 and uh, you know, team play with a little more confidence, a little more swagger, um, there's no doubt that our defense has, has, has been a big part of our success. We are joined by Edmonton Oilers General Manager Ken Holland. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers now. The Oilers are 15-3 and three in their last 18 games. Eight and seven game winning streaks. The number one in the league during that stretch since November 24th. Number one in goals for, uh, number one in goal differential, number one in uh, points percentage, uh, number three in goals against, uh, number three on the power play 
and number four in the penalty kill. Those are good numbers during that run. Uh, the one thing, just in terms of the structure, you've got such a great top line right now. It's the best five-on-five line in the league. Nugent Hopkins, obviously, with Connor and uh, Zach Hyman is making you look like a genius in terms of his, I mean, I don't think in your wildest dreams you didn't think he'd be uh, where he's at right now. But a little bit just with the scoring depth in third and fourth, because if you look at it, it looks like the D's settled down. It looks like Stuart Skinner settled down. At some point, you could probably get another goaltender. But in a perfect world, would you be prepared to move some assets between now and the deadline or at the deadline to maybe get a little bit more help up front? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, obviously beyond the first line, it you know, it looks like we're trying to sort this out a little bit obviously yeah. uh, you know there wasn't a lot of chemistry with a lot of people early on you know the 291 we made the coaching change and then um, wonderful chemistry with Nugent Hopkins Connor McDavid and and Zach Hyman and you know Leon right now is play you know ideally I think we were kind of thinking that uh, our third line would be you know two-thirds of it would be Warren Fogel and uh, and Ryan McLeod and they found good chemistry here in, in the in the short time with uh, with Leon Dreisaitl and 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 Kaner's gone down but I you know I think as we go along here probably there'll be an opportunity for maybe Kane to play again with uh, um, with Leon and who who fits there um, Dylan Holloway going to the American Hockey League playing center. playing center unfortunately there was a water main break in San Diego didn't get to play Friday Saturday we want him to go down there and play four to six games play center he's never played center in the National Hockey League he's a guy that's played center his entire career in college so you get him at some point in time you know he's six foot two he can skate he was just starting to play good unfortunately he got hurt the, the first game that Chris Knobloch played so I think Chris would like him to play some games so that when he comes back he can give him an opportunity we've got fingers crossed that uh, he can kind of pick up where he left off and then you know I, th- I think that the, down at the bottom the guys are playing good they're checking good uh, um, they're pitching in some goals here and there but certainly uh, you know that's an area of, you're always looking for, for depth you're always looking for size um and you know, we're, again, we're beyond the first line. We're kind of trying to find some uh, some chemistry with a bunch of people. All right. So Ken, now the orders went out and uh, announced Michael Parcati as the analytics guy. I know that Brad did some of that in the past, but what's it been like having a full time guy in that role with the support of the Mahi brothers? Well, excellent. I mean, it's uh, obviously it's another level of in- piece of information that you bring to the uh, to the table, and you know, Justin Mahi and and, and, and Sean Mahi did some of that. Michael Percotti's got another another level of uh, of, of, of analytics uh, expertise to him. So uh, you know, we have regular uh, Zoom calls, pro scouting Zoom calls once a week, um, and obviously, we, you know, Michael Percotti's on there, and all our pro scouts, and Jeff Jackson, and myself, and Keith Gretzky, excuse me, and Bill Scott, and and as you can go through, you can, you know, you can, scouts will tell you what they're seeing. And then you can look at the statistics. Um, Justin Moy's got some some, anal- some analytics. And then Michael Percotti's got more in-depth analytics. So it, it's another level of, of, of information that we can uh, help us go through this decision-making process. Final question for you. Last year, uh, you made a hugely impactful trade. You can make a, You talked about Darnell Nurse, but you can make an argument that Matthias Ekholm's the best defenseman on this team, and we've seen the progression and growth with Evan Bouchard with him. You gave up a former number one and a number one uh, to, to add Eckwood, three years left in term. Now, you would need to get creative on the cap front 
But would there be any hesitation if you could get a player with a little bit of term left that could help you for a couple playoff runs, uh, moving some future assets? Well, the answer is yes. I mean, I, I, you know, obviously we have to get creative at the deadline last yeah. year. I found a found a place for Jessup Pulleyarvi in Carolina, and you know, the, and then and then obviously had to move Barry in the deal, and yeah, and Bush moved up, and so you know, I think most teams, uh, most teams are in our situation, and uh, you know, many of the teams that might be sellers, I think they probably got some cap space. So, you know, we're trying to, you know, since other than the other than the um, the the lockout, the Canadian the, the pandemic yeah. year when you couldn't do anything, you know, the the one year the first year when we trade two seconds and a fourth and a fifth, and then the one year we traded a second uh, for for Kulak and re-signed him, and then last year was two firsts and what we traded a third or fourth and Kesselring for yeah. uh, for Bukestad. So, you know, history suggests that. Uh, while I've been here, we're trying to make moves at the deadline. To, we're trying to uh, improve our team. The goal is obviously to make our team better. And um, so you would be willing so the to answers, move a couple so, so, I'm, so the answer is yes. Am I, are we trying to? Are we going to be aggressive if we can? Now there's got to be a fit. You know, like it's got to yeah. be. You've got to uh, have a certain want to need, and then the, the team's got to. That, that's a seller. So um, obviously that's what's going to happen here. Happen here over the next six weeks. But certainly, uh, I'm hoping number one, hoping we keep winning, and we keep putting ourselves in a position that we feel really optimistic about our team and why we, we want to be a buyer and we want to be aggressive and then then we work the phones and see if we can find uh, something to make us a little bit a uh, little bit deeper but then obviously it's a I always use the word sequence of events so yeah. hopefully the sequence of events happens number one in that sequence is we got to keep winning um, keep keep putting points on the board keep moving up the standings and then uh, and then you know work the phones and then see if you can find uh, find a fit. 419 at Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer live at the United Center in Chicago. That is Edmonton Oilers general manager, Ken Holland. Uh, he was our headliner today for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever had. Travis and Trent Wilhawk and the gang at Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Brian Lawton's coming up for Wild Factor Desserts today at 435 Edmonton time. Cody Cece at about 424. However, I want to mention to you now, and it's going to be detailed. Let's see. Oilers now injury report brought to you all season long by James H. Brown injury lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, proud supporters of the Edmonton uh, Oilers, the Edmonton Elks, and the U of A Golden Bears. Golden Bears hockey team adding... Two pretty high-end offensive players for the second half of the season. I would assert you probably their best offensive forward and now their best offensive defenseman as well. Aiden de la Gordier, uh, 65-point man last year uh, with uh, the Saskatoon Blades, was their captain the last two years. He is committed to the U of A plate on the weekend. I saw him on Friday against Trinity Western, who, by the way, were coached by Kyle Beach was Trinity Western. And... uh, and then the uh, Golden Bears also added Wainwright Alberta's Connor McLennan, a two-time 40-goal scorer out of the Western Hockey League who was playing for Chicago in the AHL. This guy's a pretty good player, so some real good uh, ads there. Now, to the injury report again for Trent Brown and the gang, James H. Brown. The Oilers are completely healthy. I mean, Gagne's got a little bit of an issue. Sam Gagne, of course, eight points in a game against Chicago way back in the day. Uh, he's been dealing with something, but here's who the Hawks have out. By my count, 
they have seven of their top eight forwards out of the lineup. Connor Bedard, the number one overall pick, 2023 out with a fractured jaw. Taylor Hall, of course, the number one pick for the Oilers back in 2010. Torn ACL done for the year. Nick Foligno, hard-nosed, tough uh, uh, for the Hawks, a second-line player. Came into Edmonton, belted Ryan McLeod 10 seconds in that game. He broke his finger in a fight. Anthony Beauvillier is out with a wrist injury. Andreas Sathanasiu, you heard Ken Holland talking about giving up a couple number twos at the uh, deadline in 2019. That was to Detroit, the Oilers' next opponent for Anthony uh, Andreas Athanasiu. Athanasiu is out with a groin injury. Seth Jones skated late into practice today. He is out with an upper body injury, plays 25 minutes a game. So that's a list of some of the key guys. Tyler Johnson out with a foot injury. He's making $5 million this year, painting UFA. So several of the Hawks' best players not available for tonight's game. When we come back, oh, no, 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 no. I got to do it, and it's a hard one. On the Ashley Fine Floors text line, this is going to test. You think you know hockey. This is going to test what you know. Now, if you were listening to the show, you might have a chance over the last three or four shows. As we go to the orders now, trivia which is brought to you all season long by Pro-Am Sports Fan Cave and Fan Gear Specialists for all budgets in Edmonton on St. Albert Trail and at ProAmSports.ca. Here's the trivia question, and it is as follows. When Chris Knobloch knocked off the Saskatoon Blades with the Kootenai Ice in 2011, the Blades loaded up getting the best player in junior hockey at that time. He was the star of Canada's World Junior Team 2011 in Buffalo. Who was that player? Texas on the Ashley Fine Floors text line 780-496-0063. We'll take a break. It's 523 at Edmonton. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. All right, uh, we do have a winner. Several of you uh, were able to correctly identify Brayden Shen as the player uh, from the Saskatoon Blades that they stepped up and acquired from uh, Team Canada's top players. So we'll get you a winner a little bit later on the show uh, for our friends at Pro-Am Sports. Uh, And no, I can't turn the background music on. Okay, there's nothing we can do with it. Every arena in the league does a, uh, usually between two to two and a half hours out, does an in-house role where they run every arena. This this was discussed. That's all I'm going to tell you. It was discussed that this would happen. As uh, we go to NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandise specialist, head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Back of the 630 Chad Studios, here's Brendan Escott. Another busy night in the league. I won't rattle off all the games for you, but we do have Vancouver on Long Island. Maple Leafs hosting San Jose and the uh, Flames and Senators in an all-Canadian battle a little later on tonight. St. Louis signing Nathan Walker to a two-year contract extension. 29-year-old Aussie will carry a $775,000 cap hit. Bakersfield do have another weekend home 
and home series with the San Jose Barracuda. Oil Kings with the home and home. Uh, no, that's not right. They welcome Tri City to town a little later on this week and actually traded 2004 born Mason Finley is forward, now a member of the Americans, in exchange for an eighth round pick in the 2026 Bantam draft. And the Golden Bears and Calgary Dinos have a home and home series starting down the highway on Friday, returning to the Claire Drake Saturday night. Nicely done, 428 in Edmonton. Yeah, I think Mason Finley is the son of Jeff Finley, who at one time was a scout for Ken Holland, part of that. Vernon group that included Tyler Wright, who's no longer with the uh, Oilers organization. Um, but uh, pretty sure that Mason was related. He had a very uh, tough season and a half with the Edmonton Oil Constitution. The best of luck in Tri-City is 428 in Edmonton. We're going to head off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn and come back with Brian Lott. You're listening to Oilers now. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.